Men and women, I'll stop there before I get in trouble. So I'm trying so good to, to be, Tracy told me I need to be on my best behavior, so I'm going to be on my best behavior. Well, it's good to come in the house of the Lord just to be encouraged by his word, to worship together. You know, we, we can feel God's presence every day in our lives, but something special happens when we come together, when we come together. So we're excited about that. Let's pray and ask God to help us with the word this morning. Father God, we come before you this morning, and we just thank you for your word, God, and we just believe that your word is the blueprint for our lives, God, that your word can change our lives, your word can give us inspiration, direction, guidance. God, that, that your word can, can judge our hearts, and God, show us the things that are in there that aren't good, that aren't pure. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I, I know our, our, our congregation's filling up, but um, we'll put, we, we have more chairs to put out. And our goal by the end of this year is to have, uh, you know, to have uh, uh, two English services and one Spanish service. So uh, don't hesitate to invite people. If you say, hey, it's running out of room, we'll put more chairs up and we'll go to two services whenever we need to. So for a January series, I'm doing a series called Moving from Dreams to Reality. And basically, it's a January series because a lot of people, when the new year starts, they, they kind of think about, man, what do I want to do this year? What do I need to change this year? What are some steps, some positive steps that I can take, uh, you know, in my life to improve my life? And so we're just looking at the ingredients needed to move from dreams to reality. And what we said is a lot of people say things they want to do. A lot of people do that. But what we found is only 8% of people that make resolutions to improve their lives actually complete them. Only 8%. So 92%, they stay, uh, you know, kind of in the dream state. And I, I just believe this here at Family Life. We're going to turn that statistic upside down because there's no reason why everyone here can't, can't complete and fulfill what God has put on your heart to do. Can you, you agree with me? Every one of us can, can get to where we want to be. And, of course, we're talking about resolutions. And the word resolution means this. It's just a firm decision to do or not to do something. Sometimes a resolution is something you want to do. Sometimes a resolution is something that you no longer want to do. But look at this. It says it's a firm decision. So it's not a pipe dream. It's not something we imagined up one day. It's something that burns in our heart a little bit. And we're like, man, I, you know, it's time to do this. I want to do this. I want to take a step forward. And uh, if, you, if you break the word resolution up, the prefix re, R-E, it means again and again. And so resolution means you try, you try again, you try a third time, you try a fourth time. You try until you get to where you want to be. And it doesn't mean you tried once, you tried twice, I'm just going to quit. It's, no, I'm going to try and keep on trying. If, if I fall off, if I get kicked off the Bronco, I'm going to get back up on. I'm going to try some more. And our, our text for this series, it comes from Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul. He says this, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. So th let's take with the end first. Paul says, I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm moving toward what I know God has for me. And 
Here's the deal. God has a plan for your life. God has a unique plan. He wants to use you to do incredible things. He wants to use you to change other people's lives. And so what what we've mentioned here is really if we're going to be successful in accomplishing anything, anything in our lives, uh, really there's four ingredients that are needed. And even if you have a different goal from the person sitting next to you, um, it doesn't matter. These same four ingredients are needed. And, and we've been talking about one of these each week. The first one is, if you want to get somewhere, you have to have a vision for your life. And, and we talked about this. People get confused about vision. Vision just simply means that you know where you want to go. That's what vision is. You know where you want to go. And, and the second thing is, that's not enough. The second thing is, we have to have a plan to get there. How many of you have ever started something, but the plan you had for yourself wasn't adequate? It didn't work, you know, and that's one of the reasons we failed. And so uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the power of vision. Last week, we talked about uh, how to develop a plan. So you can go to our website and listen to that if you need help developing a plan. The third thing is you have to be disciplined. You have to have a little bit of determination. The last one is you have to master life stamina. You can't let life get in the way. All of us can come up with a thousand excuses as to why life prevented us from making changes. But we're going to adopt a no-excuse policy. Three of you are going to adopt a no-excuse policy, right? (laughs) See, the way that works is we we, we want everyone else to adopt an excuse policy, but we want to keep one in our back pocket. For us, right? So today we're going to talk about discipline. How do we develop the discipline to get where we need to be? And I want to talk to you a little bit because uh, when, we, when we use the vague concept of discipline, it intimidates people. How many of you are intimidated by the word discipline? And I'm not talking about discipline like a you know, like correction discipline, but having discipline, willpowering. How many of you, for, that, for you, it's a little intimidating? I think it's a little bit intimidating because, you know, people tell us, oh, you just need more discipline. Well, okay, how do I do that, you know? I'm 45 years old. I hadn't got it yet. How do I get it, you know? It's elusive. It can be, it can be overwhelming at times. But uh, discipline is one of the most important character qualities a person can possess and it plays a vital role in, in every area of our lives. And now we all know people, all of us have those friends that seem to be successful in everything, right? I mean, gosh, they have a good job. They make good money. Their, their kids still love them. They've, they're still married, you know. Uh, you know, they, they go to the gym every day. And you're like, you know, it's kind of sickening to be around them, to be quite honest, you know. It's like, this is ridiculous, you know. Um, but I promise you, everyone has a flaw, you know, everyone has a flaw. But what you notice when you get around them, you're like, my gosh, they're just disciplined. They're like a robot. They're not even human. Like they just, they're just robotic, you know. And so, uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about this. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to, bra- I'm very, very practical. I'm a very simple person. And I think, you know, when you say I need more discipline, again, that's too vague. So we're, I'm going to break it down. And I'm going to show you this morning two simple principles that if you can do these two things, you'll have all the discipline you need. Two things. 
So discipline is a big concept. We're going to break it down into two little concepts that will help you get to where you want to be. You know, in, in numerous straw polls, a straw poll is just research done by researcher, researchers. Uh, they, every year they ask people to name the number one character quality you would like to have more of in your life. And every year, discipline is in the top three. It's one, two, or three every year for the past 15 years. So what that's saying is the majority of people are just like you. See, we think, oh, it's just me. I don't have discipline. Everyone struggles in some area of their life to be more disciplined and to, and to be able to control certain areas of their life. So again, this is, this, you're not alone. Everyone battles this. Everyone struggles with this. Um, even the person that you think has no issues, they have issues. And so everyone would like to have more discipline in some area of their lives. The difference is this morning, I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you how to do that, and, it, and, it, and it, it's not going to hurt very much. It's just a little bit, okay? Not very much. But let's look at the Bible. You know, I, I didn't count it up, but I, I bet you could find 100 scriptures in the Bible that talk about discipline. Amen. There's a ton of them. So let's look at a couple of them in Proverbs. Proverbs 4, verse 13, it says this. Cling to discipline. Cling, hold on to discipline. Cling to it. Don't relax your grip. Guard it because your life is at stake. Amen. Now, that, that, that's something. It says, it says, hold on to discipline and don't let go. And see, a lot of us, what happens is we, ha we are disciplined in an area, then we just lose the grip of it. And after a few months, we're way, way over here. Isn't it funny that you can be disciplined for 15 years in a certain area if you let it go for two months, you're way over here. Well, how did I get so far away? You let go of discipline. You let it go. So cling to discipline. Don't relax your grip. Guard it well. Your life is at stake. So he here's the thing that I want to say is if what the scripture is saying is if we live undisciplined lives, we're going to have a lot of regret later on. We're going to have regret later on. So discipline is a key character quality uh, to get us where we want to be and to keep us there. Proverbs 5.23, it says, He will die for a lack of discipline. He will be led astray by his own great folly. One more, Proverbs 13, it says, He who ignores discipline comes to poverty and shame. And I, I think all of us would agree that Poverty and shame are not good, and we don't want to be there. But you get there by living an undisciplined life. And so, again, I think there's a lot of confusion about discipline and what it means to live a disciplined life. Uh, let me define this for you. Discipline is simply using your time, talents, and resources to go beyond survival mode. See, most people live at survival mode, which means you, you finish that thing just in time. You have just enough money to pay your bills, you know. It's, 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 most people live in survival mode. Discipline says this. Discipline says this. I am going to do all of the little things that I don't have to do but are necessary for me being successful. That's what discipline is, using your time, talents, and resources, not just to live in survival mode but to go beyond. See, most people do only what's expected of them, and they do only uh, what is necessary. But see, discipline allows us to not just do what we need for tomorrow. Discipline 
allows us to look in the future and say, and to make decisions today that will affect us in five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road. So I said I want to talk about two principles this morning that will help you increase your current level of discipline. And they work hand in hand together and, and they're, they're not difficult. The first one is the principle of delayed gratification. And the second one is the principle of advanced decision making. Delayed gratification and advanced decision making. These two things encompass discipline. If we can do these two things, uh, it, will, it will help us to be, to be disciplined in, in our lives. So let, let's t- I'm going to talk about these for a minute. Let's talk about delayed gratification. Delayed gratification, I'll define it in just a minute. But in his book, The Road Less Traveled, Scott Peck, he wrote, delaying gratification is the process of scheduling the pain and pleasures of life in such a way as to enhance the pleasure by meeting, the experience, by meeting and experiencing the pain first and getting it over with. Okay, so delayed gratification, it simply means uh, to put off something that you really want until a later time because there's something else that's more important. That's delayed gratification. Um, to put another way, delayed gratification, it refers to the ability to, to put off something that's mildly fun or pleasurable now in order to gain something that is more fun, more pleasurable, and more rewarding later. So let me give you some examples. You know, maybe, maybe you, maybe there's some parents here and you really, really want to take a special vacation with your kids. I mean, you really want to take a special vacation with your kids, but you know you don't have the money to do it. So delayed gratification would say, you know what? We're going to save up money, and if it takes six months, if it takes a year, if it takes 18 months, we're going to save up the money so when we do it, we pay for it with cash, and it's actually a good experience not only for our kids but for us too. See, that's not how most people do it today. Most people just put down the credit card and say, they say, my kids deserve this. My kids deserve this. And you know what I think a lot of times it's not about, I don't, the kids aren't going to be ruined whether you take an expensive vacation or not. They're going to be just fine. Your kids are most likely happy running around the yard. But it's this pressure that you have to give them a special experience. This is, a, this is a true story. I met a family one time, and um, they really want to take their kids to Disney World. And so they went to Disney World, and they liked it so much, they went for seven years in a row. They had been to Disney World for every season, Halloween, Christmas, every season. They had, they had, been, East, you know, had been to Disney World. And so they're in my office now. And my office isn't a bad thing. It's just where I meet people. It's not like going to the principal or anything. And they're explaining to me how they're filing for bankruptcy because they never had the money to go to Disney World one time. But they went seven times. And they put it all on credit card. And to be honest, it wasn't just Disney World they put on their credit card. But they, they, they couldn't delay gratification. And the opposite of delayed gratification is what? Instant gratification. And that's what our world preaches, instant gratification. 
If you want to do something, do it now. If you don't have money for it, just put it on credit and worry about it later. I mean, why wait for something? That's, you know, if you want it, you just need to do it. And so, again, discipline says that we're able to delay gratification. And and a lack of discipline says we use instant gratification, uh, you know, to make ourselves feel better. So let's go on through some more examples. Maybe... Maybe you need to take care of your body, so you decide that you're going to exercise a few, a, few day, a few days a week. So you, we know what happens. You come home from work and you're tired, right? So you sit on the couch just for a minute and then you're going to exercise, right? And then your favorite show comes on. And then you're going to do it after your show, right? And you're always going to do it after. See, delayed gratification says this. Okay, I've made a plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the pain before the pleasure. I know I'm going to watch the show. But I'm going to go walk around the block for 30 minutes. You know, I'm going to go do, I'm going to exercise physically. I'm going to go mow the grass. I'm going to do something before. So, again, delay gratification. I'm going to do the painful thing first because it's very important. I, I know that I need to do that. It's very important. I'm going to do that before I do the easy thing. I had a friend one time, and, and he needed exercise, and he hated to run, so he started jogging. And he made a deal with himself. If he, if, he ran a jo- if he ran a mile every night, he got to have a bowl, a bowl of Bluebell ice cream. I said, well, how's that working for you? He said, well, it's, well, he said, well, the mile hurts, but the ice cream kills it, you know. He said, that's delayed gratification. I was like, no, no, that, that's not delayed gratification. Delayed gratification would be like, hey, I'm going to jog four days and I'm going to have one bowl of ice cream, right? And now in heaven we get one every night, but, you know. We'll have immortal bodies then, okay? Uh, so th- think about it. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're here and you're like, man, I keep getting older and older, and I, we've never saved anything for retirement. This is ridiculous. We, wait, we make way too much money to not have anything in retirement. So you decide, you decide, hey, we're going to start putting, we're going to tighten our belt. We're going to put $200 a month in retirement, okay? Now here's the thing. There's no, there's no, gratifi- there's no instant gratification in that. Because $200 that you could spend every month, now you're putting in a retirement account that's not, you're 30 years old, let's say you're 30, that you can't pull out to your 59 and a half, right? And so, so, you know, what good is this doing? Well, here's, again, delayed gratification is, is doing the important things first because there would be a greater reward later on. So, I mean, here's the bottom line. If you, if from age 30 to 65, you put $200 a month in a retirement account, it's going to be somewhere worth $600,000. So you can enjoy the $200 or when you get toward retirement, hey, $600,000, is that a lot of money for you? I mean, maybe y'all are all loaded in here. I don't know, you know. But hey, that's a lot of money, right? But you delayed it. You delayed it. You, 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 you bit the bullet now so you could retire with dignity later on. See, that's delayed gratification. Maybe you want to grow spiritually. Uh, so you say, you know what, I'm going to read my Bible every day, 20 to 30 minutes a day. And by the way, if you read the Bible 20 to 30 minutes a day, you will read the Bible through in one year. Amen. You will. I'm a slow reader. Okay, okay. It take, then it takes you 13 months, okay? But you're going to be close. And, 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 or, or you say, man, you know what, gosh, Terry talks about all these Bible studies. I'm just going to do one so he'll leave me alone. I'm just going to do one. So you dedicate eight weeks. It's not long yet. You know, an hour and a half on Wednesday, you go do a Bible study. But there's other things you could be doing. 
There's other things you may rather do. But at the end of that time, if you read your Bible for 30 minutes a day, by the end of the year, you're going you're gonna to know a whole lot more about God's Word. If you take a Bible study, what's going to happen is at the end, you'll make a couple friends and you'll, you'll, you'll learn some things biblically to help you, uh, you know, to grow. So delayed gratification, it just helps you to prioritize and put the most important things in your life first. And the reason that we're unsuccessful in some areas of our lives is because it, those areas we just don't enjoy doing. Right? I mean, if you don't like exercise, I mean, that's going to be a struggle for you, you know, whatever. But so just, just think about this. But this goes against the teaching of instant gratification. But, you know, the Proverbs said this, that he will die for lack of discipline. Uh, he, he who ignores discipline comes to poverty and shame. And I know this, I don't want either of those for my life. And I don't know that you don't want it for yours either. So... So let, let, now let's, so that's the first thing. If, if you're able to delay gratification, see, that's the sign of discipline. I'm going to discipline myself. I'm going to delay gratification and do what I need to do first to grow, what I need to do first to get this better in my life. And listen, I know this is not a rah-rah lesson. I know that. But it's a lesson that can change your life. It can change your life, okay? So delayed gratification. And the second one is, is advanced decision-making. Advanced decision-making. And so basically it says uh, one sign of discipline is that when we get to a decision in our life where we have to make a decision, we've already made that decision. We've already decided what we're going to do when we get there. We've made advanced decisions, so it helps you to follow through and make, and make, uh, make good choices. So, so think about this. Okay, I have a friend, and this, this friend of mine, his, both of his uncles died at age 50 from heart disease. His dad died at 53 of heart disease. He was 15 years old, and the doctor did his blood work and said, you're not going to make 50. You're not going to make 50 at 15 years old. And so he made an advanced decision that he was going to eat right and he was going to exercise so that he could extend his life. And by the way, he's, he's uh, I think he's 67 right now. Every day, Monday through Friday, every day, him and a partner meet at a track and they run five miles. Every day, Monday through Friday at 4.30, you can, every day at 4.30, you can go to a certain track and you will see this man here with his running partner. Now, he, he, tell, he will tell you that every day at 4.15, his mind starts to give him some excuses. Oh, just one day off. Just one day off. It's not going to hurt you at all, you know. He said, I listened one day, but one day turned to two days. You know, it just, so advanced decision making. And, and like for eating healthy, he, he, he works in, in cells, so he has to eat out a lot. And he looks at the restaurant he's going to online before he gets there and he makes a decision. That's the healthy choice. And I know what you're saying. You're like, you're saying, well, that's no fun. No, but he's alive, right? He spends time with his grandkids today. And if he wouldn't have made these decisions, the doctor said at 15, you won't, you won't make 50. You won't live as long as, as your, the other men in your family. So let's, let's take some practical application in our lives this morning, okay? 
So you've made a resolution to improve your health, whether it's losing weight, exercising, eating better, getting more sleep. So step one is you have to get a vision. You have to see, you have to see uh, what your life will be like. I told you the first week, get a picture of how you used to look and put a picture of you now with those 30 extra pounds or whatever it is, you know, and say, that's the goal right there. That's the goal I want to take care of myself. So you get a vision. The second thing is you, you, you start a plan, a, an in-depth plan. You know, four days a week, I'm going to, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, I am going to, at a certain time, I'm going to do a certain thing. And then you discipline yourself to follow through by making advanced decisions and delaying gratif gratification. So, you know, if I want to walk for 30 minutes a day, Monday through Friday, that is an, an advanced decision. Get someone to go with you. Uh, you know, if, you know, I, if, it's, if eating is a problem, I'm not going to eat sweets or desserts. I'm not going to drink coats. But you make a decision in advance and, and you, you, you delay that. You delay that uh, decision. Uh, maybe many of you probably in here have a resolution to do better in your finances. Uh, all the research, all the research shows that 7 in 10 Americans, they're really struggling financially. So I would like to think that family life's different and 100% of you are doing perfect, but I, I don't, I'm looking at you, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know, you know. So, but think about it, you're saying, man, I, we make enough money, it's ridiculous we're in the position we're in. So maybe you say, we're going we're gonna to pay, we have this amount of debt, we're going to pay this debt off, we're going to start saving money. And uh, again, so you get a, get, a, get a vision, start working that plan, and you discipline yourself to follow through the plan. Maybe you say, hey, we're not going to take a vacation until our credit cards are paid off. Uh, maybe, maybe you're here and you say, man, I'm going to take this Dave Ramsey class. I'm tired of hearing Terry talk about that too. Um, hey, I took it 17 years ago. It was wonderful for me, me, me and my family. We've taken hundreds of people to that class. There's no shame. Listen, there's no shame or embarrassment in bettering your life. No shame and embarrassment in that. Uh, so when Trace and I were leading the, the Dave Ramsey class, many years ago, we, we would lead it. And people would say, you know, Terry, I'll take the class, but we don't waste any money. I said, well, let, let, come on down. It's like Price is Right. Come on down, you know. And what we found when I was leading the class is that the average family uh, is wasting $500 to $700 a month just on unnecessary things. And, and again, deferring, gratifi deferring gratification, only doing what you have to do to get out of debt. And um, so uh, one time I was going through these this people's budget and husband and wife, and I'm like, hey, what is this charge? He's like, well, that's the NFL ticket. I said, uh-oh, that's got to go. It's not necessary. And his, his wife was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, you're no fun, Terry. I said, no, but I have savings in the bank, you know. And, and so I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not fun. I'll give you, do, you, do any of your friends have the NFL ticket? Oh, yeah, almost all of them. Invite yourself over, right? Just show up at their house, you know. Oh, you're watching the game? Can I, you know, uh, and so the lady was shaking her head. I've been telling him that's ridiculous. So then I, I saw another expense. I'm like, well, what, what is this $1,500 expense right here? And the guy's like, that's for our daughter's birthday. I said, she's seven. He said, yeah. He said, my wife rented a petting zoo. These are truth. I'm not even making this up, you know. I've got more, but some of you are in here. I can't tell them, you know. <laughs> rented a petting zoo. Like a whole, oh yeah, there's like seven different kinds of animals running to a petting zoo. 
I was like, okay, so for the, her birthday this year, you're just going to invite family over and have a cake. I never saw them again. They left, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But you know what I'm saying? In our mind, we're not wasting any money. But when you look at it, okay, delayed gratification says, what is necessary? What, 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 what do we have to have? And the other stuff, we're going we're gonna, to, it's not that you can't have the NFL ticket. It's not that you can't spend $1,500 on your, on your kid's birthday if you want to or Christmas. But it's like, hey, our finances are in order so we can do that, you know. There's delaying gratification uh, and, and, until you get there. And, uh, you know, so what, what I'm trying to say today is that, you know, discipline, it, it's not as hard as we make it out to be. It's not some immovable force that we can't harness. Discipline is, is simply doing the things that we know we need to do in order to be successful. And two great ways to do that, of course, is by delaying our gratification. Hey, we're going to take the pain right here because we want the reward that that's going to produce later on in making advanced decisions. And and husbands and wives, many times you got to make decisions together on budgetary things, on f- different family things. And, hey, we can't do this, so when this comes around, we're going to stick together. We're not going to, you know, not sticking together means the, the wife says, tells the kids, well, we could do that, but, you know, dad said no. That's not good, right? That's, some of y'all do that, I'm telling you. And, but we're going to delay gratification until, until a later day. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Thank you, Lord. God, we come before you today. Lord, we come before you because we, all of us, we need some help in certain areas of our life, God. Lord, there are certain areas of our life where we, we have lost Hold of discipline, as the proverb said. Cling to discipline. Don't relax your grip. Lord, in some areas of our lives, we have relaxed our grip on discipline. And it's led us to a situation that we really never saw ourselves being in. It led us to a situation that we didn't expect to be in. And God, right now, we, we come before you because what we want to do today, Lord, we want to we reclaim our grip on discipline. Lord, we want, we want to reclaim our grip and be able to delay gratification and be able, Lord, uh, to make advanced decisions to help us to be successful. Would you stand with me this morning? You know, if, while I was speaking today, you, you, you know, you just felt the Holy Spirit tugging your heart and you say, man, I, I need prayer for certain areas of my life. I need, to, I need to grab hold of discipline because I've let it go. And I need to bring some areas of my life back into proper balance and order. Not to me, but would you just raise your hands to the Lord this morning? God, we come before you. And Lord, we Lord, we know that your word says that if we don't have discipline, We'll end up in places we don't want to be. Lord, we'll end up in poverty. We'll end up in shame. We'll end up being embarrassed, Lord God. And Lord, you don't want that for any of our lives. And we don't want it for any of our friends. So God, right now, we ask you to help us 
to grab hold of discipline, Lord. Lord, in the areas of our lives that we've allowed discipline to slip away, Lord, we grab it today. We hold on to it, Lord, with your help. And, and God, by delaying our gratification, Lord, and, and by making advanced decisions, we're going to harness discipline in the areas of our lives where it's got a hold of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to close our service with worship this morning. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come down this morning. If you're on the prayer team, come down. And, and you know, we just at Family Life, we want everyone to have the opportunity to receive prayer. So if you need prayer about anything, just to be encouraged for your physical body, if you're here and you've never given your life to the Lord, this is an opportunity to come down here with one of our prayer team members and and just uh, receive the prayer you need. If you don't need prayer, just worship with us this morning. Give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away Give myself away So you can use me Give myself away Give myself away So you
so much for joining us this morning and for all those taking the growth track it'll start upstairs in about 10 minutes God I just pray a blessing over everyone here today Lord I just pray I know that when we're in covenant with you God it there are spiritual blessings that are ours and so we claim every one of them God I pray your blessings over our families over our relationships over our marriages God I pray your protection even over our minds to guard us from the things that are going on in society today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, family life.